0: You know, I was rewatching it this morning, so I saw it first it, at a screening at MoMA when mm. um, the print was rediscovered a couple years ago. Mm. And I really like fell in love with it. And I think as we were watching it this morning, I was like, "Why do I like this movie so much? Like, why does it have such a hold?" And I think part of it is nostalgia because it's shot in the early nineteen eighties. It yeah. looks like my childhood, it, like <laughs> the wood panel bedrooms, yeah. like the, just everything. I didn't grow up in Louisiana. I'm I'm, I'm a northerner. I grew up in, near mm-hmm. Boston, but it looks like my mom, my mom, pops house, my my paternal grandparents' house. Um, there's just like like a deep like nostalgia feel for it that yeah. I have. And then also I think it's a really interesting film to look at. Cause I feel like it is doing a lot of the things that um, a lot of people say that they want black film and black entertainment to be doing. Mm. And I just find it like really interesting to look at it in terms of how these themes are sort of eternal, you know, it's a 40 year old film and it's doing something when I was, when I was watching it again, I was thinking how the layers of it are, are really sort of subtle and it feels like it's, For me as a writer, it feels like a really good lesson in how the plot of a story can be incredibly simple. It's just Mm -hmm. like two people meeting and falling in love, but you can make that plot really deep by sort of layering these other things on top of it.
1: Welcome to Open Form i'm michael denzel smith peter returns to his small town home in natchitoches louisiana after turning down an nfl contract he would prefer a quiet life on the farm writing poetry he meets maria a young woman desperate to make it to the big city of new orleans for school and adventure they are falling for each other but it's unclear if their new romance will be able to withstand the threat that looms from peter's family history this week's film is cane river and it was chosen by whiting award winner and guggenheim fellow caitlin Greenidge off of the acclaimed novels we love you charlie freeman and liberty i hadn't seen the film um i really didn't even know about it until uh, you had chosen it um but when i i started watching uh you know it does come out in 1982. It's an early 80s film, and I was born in '86, so it's not as if I like I experienced this time. But it's it's it was like oh, this is my parents. In that, like, the music of it felt so familiar. Right? Like, it's the music that I grew up listening to because it's what my parents will listening to on the radio. Because I was like, man, this sounds so much like Jeffrey Osborne kind of. <laughs>
0: yeah it's like from a time in pop culture that was so deeply earnest Mm -hmm. that i think anyone i was born in 81 so i feel like my generation is probably like the the last people who experienced that time of pop culture that was just so deadly earnest and straightforward yeah no irony, no sarcasm No meta. It's like, this is it. Yeah. And that reason, I really appreciate it (laughs) too. Because that's how the music cues feel. Like the song telling you what's happening. They're like, we're at a party now. Well, you're like, oh my God. You could never get away with this. It's exactly, yeah. Nowadays, it would not work, but No, (laughs)
1: because it's exactly it. The very first song is like, I'm going back to my good old town. And it's beautiful in that way. And then also I'll say, uh, the, the 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 star of the film, uh, the male star of the film, I just kept looking at him, and one, he sort of looks kind of like Ron O'Neill a bit, and just like light skin and that very big mustache of the time. <laughs> yeah. um, but then there was also me going back to my parents. I was like, "This is the kind of man that my mother would have just gone crazy for."
0: I know he's <laughs> an old school hunk. He is a yeah. old school like black man hunk. It's really funny also to watch it for that reason. Yeah. And to be like, oh yeah, these people would, were movie stars. This is what a movie star looked like back in the day. This is like...
1: <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah. that, in that specific way that we look back now and I don't know what, the, what the, how this actually functions, but looking at young men from like the 70s and 80s who are in their early 20s but look like 35, 36-year-old men, like this sort of like gravitas and like I don't I don't even know how to describe it it's just that there is something something more mature about them that, that it feels like or that it in that disconnect now where i'm like i'm about to be 35 and i don't feel like i have a grasp on the world or look like i'm moving through the world like these people are
0: listen i'm i turned 40 this year and sometimes i will be at a park with my daughter and i'll be like oh all the people here have to be like 15 years older than me and i'm like caitlin that's biologically impossible like <laughs> those small children are not like in their mid 50s you're probably actually the oldest mom here and it just it's such a weird mind shift going on. here, oh, yeah. The... Yeah. Wait, what are you? Some type of a horse trainer or
1: something? <laughs> no, I'm not a horse trainer. I'm a poet. A writer.
0: I always picture a poet sitting at a table, getting drunk and <laughs> dying of consumption.
1: Well, they're not exactly great. Thinking about this film and the the way it's structured narratively, and that like it is very it is very simple in terms of what the story actually is right like these are just two people that meet and sort of fall in love and are trying to find a way to but ev- then there's everything that's layered on top of that right so the uh peter is uh, a football star who's been drafted by the jets but has grown discontent with that life and wants to move back home to Kane river uh he's sort of looking for a simple life it seems but also wants to write poetry um and then he meets really bad really bad poetry (laughs) oh Oh, my goodness yeah it's uh, he's like i'm a farmer who's aspiring to be a poet and then he starts reading they started reading some of his poetry and like stick to the farming bro (laughs) (laughs) um but he meets maria and he falls for her sort of immediately is very taken by her. But the issue or one of the issues is that, you know, in Cane River, these are Creole folks who have sort of separated out from the rest of the uh, Black population in uh, Louisiana. And Maria comes from, is it Natchez? How do you say it? Um,
0: oh, I'm, I don't know. I'm some some Southerners can get
1: mad at me <laughs> so, because, yeah. when I
0: say that, But she's from a different part. She's a different
1: part that, like, (laughs) there's Black folks there who are, like, very clearly just, uh, you know, descendants directly of slaves who had not had as much race mixing as the Creole folks. (laughs) Um, And there's there's clear divide on the color line here and the colorism that we're experiencing and the class divide, uh, as Peter's uh, family, the Matoyas, are, we're landowners, and at some point, put, possibly, we, we hear over and over again, but Peter maybe doesn't believe that they enslaved people, our own slaves. Uh, so there's so much history there for them to, 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 co- to come up against, to be able to make this union happen. And I think it's exactly what you're saying in terms of people's desires for Black art, Black film now, to sort of address social issues directly and head on
0: yeah i feel like you know i'm a, I'm on twitter all the time like like it's an illness it's a real problem because <laughs> it's it's such a great distraction when you're as you know as a writer it's like yeah. the big candyland distraction <laughs> uh, but like one of the things that i noticed is that like it's this perennial request that people make and it it gets like a thousand likes and retweets mm-hmm. whenever anybody says it It's like why can't they just make Black films that are just about us and about falling in love. Where are those films? And mm. it's always so interesting. Or where are those books? Or just where's that media? Yeah. Um, and I both like understand that, but it also always irks me because it's like people out here have been creating and are creating that content. Yeah. Have been for for you know decades. Will be into decades more. Um. And it's like this weird desire to rush to even erase like the history of that. Mm-hmm. Uh. Um, in in the rush to sort of be like i like the more pointed and i think accurate thing would be how come only a very limited type of talking about about black life gets award recognition from white audiences right not this stuff doesn't exist because that's right. just simply not true um and what i love about this film is like it's doing all those things that um so many people say that they want which is you know it's like these two people they're falling in love It. it there's very little. Um, the The central conflict is not them coming up against white supremacy or whiteness. Mm-hmm. The central conflict is these two family, these two people are trying to figure out how much of their family background are they bringing into this relationship, and how much of it mm-hmm. of it is for them to fall in love as individuals. And um, they're also trying to like contend with like how much of history actually matters in our in our yeah. in our. Um, in our personal life, both like history with a capital H and then like personal history, like later in the film, it's it's Peter and Maria and Maria who is is not a, uh, of the people, which is what they call
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, which is what Cane River calls their residents. they call. They just call them the people, which is like a shortening of Jean de Couleur or people of color, which is what they would have been called. Mm-hmm. Um, like when Louisiana Louisiana wasn't even a part of the United States, most of the French colonies, that's what they, their social class would have been. Um, but then there's like Maria who is not that who um, Peter who is is sort of courting at a certain point she breaks up with him because she's like my dad left my mom um, when he died and he left her destitute and basically she's like love isn't enough Mm -hmm. and um, I don't want to be in a relationship with you and, and lose myself and it's not enough and she has like this this speech that sounds like extremely simple but it's actually really sophisticated like she's talking about how her dad left her mom and how she, in her mind she's um, uh, like melded that to um, Peter's family history, which yeah. is this enslaved black woman having a marriage, either legal or, or whatever. It's unclear mm-hmm. with a white planter for a good decade and then the white planter leaving her. And with so she's 14 like children." With 14 children. And she's like, it's the exact same thing. And you 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 realize like it's it feels such, that's such like a... a I just really admire that piece of natural dialogue because it, it just collapses so mm-hmm. many arguments and, you know, people love to talk about, like, you know, ancestral trauma or whatever. Like, if that's just all in this, like, very brief scene between the two of them where she's like, I have to break up with you because I, I need to be my own person and I can't trust that, um, you know, our relationship is going to be enough to sustain me. Yeah. Um, it's really yeah, and I just I, yeah, I just really admire that, that part. Yeah,
1: of it. and Peter is, is you know she's saying that, and Peter is like, but your your father died, like he right. died. <laughs> That's <it's laughs> different, right? But is it different emotionally to feel mm-hmm. that absence, to feel like someone has abandoned you in some way, if like what you're what you're talking about is is not about a de- the deliberate action, but the interior emotional resonance of it
0: yeah 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 it's just it's a really sort of like deep deep understanding and and i just appreciate that so much about the the movie and and the way that history sort of just like lives on the surface of everyone's lives so peter is a metoir and um there's a certain like there's a <laughs> there's like a uh um what is that called when there's a bunch of uh there's a and there's a bunch of scenes and there's music playing over it. Montage. Yeah. There's a montage. Thank you. There's a montage of Maria's brother sort of going to his work mm-hmm. at the egg factory. And, like, he's going to his work and, like, he's, he has to wake up early and, like, work is really hard and he, like, breaks some eggs or whatever. And then he goes to, like, this, this like, joint, I guess, after, after yeah, it work. Yeah, goes to the juke go, joint. <laughs> he goes to the juke joint. And it's called Metuar's place. Like it's mm-hmm. clear that it's if it, it's on this land or it's owned by someone in Peter's family. And it's the space where he's having, he's letting loose, but like who's actually profiting from it is like the underlying yeah. question of it all. It's just like very deep. And it, and no none of the characters, as in life, none of the characters explicitly make that connection of what's yeah. going on. But that's like the deep subtext of this relationship that's unfolding between Peter and Maria. Because we don't know our own history. We don't know the value of land or the importance
1: of owning it. And we're letting it slip right through our hands. I want to talk about uh her brother who they call brother um mm-hmm. a little more because I feel like they were not to say that obviously the the central uh narrative of this this film is about peter and maria and their love story but i do think that there's something there with brother and then uh his story and then how it relates to maria and another part of this this film uh Mm -hmm. that i want to get into but he's an ex-football player as well didn't have the opportunities that peter had uh even though it's sort of hinted at that maybe he was better than peter Mm -hmm. um but is still living there and then is working this factory job and working hard and like helping to then finance uh Maria's college career that she's supposed to be embarking on and going to Xavier in New Orleans um but he goes but then you, like you're you're describing that scene where he goes to work and then he goes out and he just gets fucked up right mm-hmm. like he's just mm-hmm. drinking his troubles away because it's like this is grinding. This is taking away. And it's sort of like, but he's got the wall full of like Muhammad Ali and all these football stars. And the the sense of essentially that like, he didn't have an he idea. He had neither another identity like Peter has with his pursuit of poetry, however awful it may be, mm-hmm. um, or the material uh, support that Peter has to be able to make something different of himself, and so now it feels like he's stuck.
0: Yeah, he's stuck, and he's like, he's sort of like the reminder of of what is at stake with their relationship, because that there's a certain scene where um, Peter and Maria they're driving down the highway, and they pass a, a vacant lot, and Peter gets out and gets really mad, and he's like, "This was my where my family house was. Somebody stole this land from us." And Maria's like, why are you getting mad? And he's like, "My, I just found out my family lost $150,000. Mm. And what would you do? And she's like, I would be surprised if I even knew you had $150,000. Right. like, you, this is so, you're, you are so wealthy, in a in a way that this is like a surprise to you. This isn't sort of like you lost this money and now you're out on the creek. Like this is something you found out by chance and you're still able to sort of have this life. Um, and so I just really appreciated like that contrast and, and um Peter has the speech about why he didn't want to go to the NFL where he's like, I feel like they were sizing me up. I feel like I was Mm -hmm. being like, you know, like they were overseers looking over me. Is basically what he's saying. And, and brother has like brother doesn't get to have a speech like that. No, (laughs) And it's really, it's, it's like frustrating for the movie because he just is lashing out at his sister sort of constantly. Mm -hmm. And, and, and we're supposed to sort of, I guess, like assume that it's a similar situation, but he doesn't get to sort of have that unpacking moment that um, that Peter gets to have.
1: Yeah, he doesn't get it. And it, it's sort of, and it's, there's another conflict between him and Maria in that she she does like, you know, respond to his uh, denigrating her um, or, or even denigrating but also sort of reminding her like hey i make this possible because i work so hard like he's he's very prideful in that moment because he's like i'm being i feel diminished here right and there's there's obviously so much there with this like his sort of attempting to recapture some sense of masculinity and manhood in in a place where he feels like you know, the, the expression of that in football has been taken away from him. He doesn't get that. And then now he wants to assert himself as sort of head of household in a way. Yeah. Um, but it's also that he doesn't, He has, he's not afforded the time and space uh, for that sort of internal reflection that Peter has. has, has because Peter, I, I do think that it is, it's, it's reflective of the class difference, right? Like, yeah. if Peter has the material support to be able to uh, to say, "Look, I," I'm, he says, they looked at me like a ham on a hook, and like I don't want to be able to do, I don't want to have to do that. Like, I'm, I can go back home to my land and do this. Well brother was pursuing football because that's the, that was it. That's all. That yeah. was it only out. And now he's back, but he doesn't have the same opportunities for, as Peter.
0: Yeah. Like Peter literally has the time and the means to ride around on a horse and like, just look at the sun all day mm-hmm. and like unpack all these thoughts. And brother, we see like works from day in to day out and is exhaust like physically exhausted yeah. and unable to like make space to formulate Whatever he would feel about about what the trade-off is for that um, football career
1: yeah, but then there's also the part of that that relates back to Maria Maria's story and the way she's treated by her family right so he's put brothers putting so much effort and energy into paying for her college education but also their mother who has these hopes and dreams for Maria to be able to go to college and all of this is really then insistent on sort of the trade-off being that she deny herself pleasure and and specifically sort of sexual pleasure like you know a lot of the things that we hear thrown at at black girls like your fast self like where you've been i don't know who you've been with sort of thing Mm -hmm. like and she's she's very insistent that like no you have to go make something of yourself and that the only way of making something of herself is to deny herself sexual pleasure.
0: Yeah. 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 That's what I really also picked up on and enjoyed it that the movie really sort of underlined. Um, and that Maria sort of seeks out this relationship with Peter regardless, mm-hmm. but like this idea that her potential, that everything is is staked on this sort of intense uh, bottling up of her sexuality um, and of her attractiveness, and and this understanding of in her mother's mind this historically sexually exploitative relationship mm-hmm. that she's expecting Peter to reenact with Maria. Like, I think she has a thoroughly line where she's like, "This is what these these people sort of always do to women is like." he will uh, play around with you but he'll marry some other woman from his social class essentially mm-hmm. um and that she knows that sort of like deep history of that whether based completely in reality or not you know the i mean that reminds me like another thing that i really do uh, i know a lot of reviews of cane river talk about it in terms of colorism but what i really appreciated about it was how um it is a love story between a light-skinned man and a dark-skinned woman but mm-hmm. Peter's sister is dark skinned, played by a skin actress, mm-hmm. and she is just as obsessed with sort of class and mm-hmm. uh, sexual hierarchy as Maria's mother is. Um, even though she's ostensibly a dark skinned woman like Maria, like she's very much of a, because of her uh, economic position, she's like very much um, also views Maria as sort of like the flip side, same way that her mm-hmm. mother is sort of thinking about the relationship, which I appreciated too.
1: Yeah, the mother says outright, like he can't love you, mm-hmm. like it's a, it's an impossibility that he would he would love you essentially, and and I think about that in terms of like one, I read it less as like I think everything that you're saying is there is it, obviously there, but I, I I read it sort of as her frustration it's not as if she didn't believe that her daughter if she believed her daughter was unlovable and even unlovable by this man in particular but there's this wanting on her own part the same as brothers that like i want to get out of here but we're we're placing all of our hopes on you who seem to you you exhibit this sort of intellectual capacity to be able to do something that we haven't been able to do and like all of our hopes and dreams are placed on this. And I just can't see you fail or like place or be foolish and like place your, your hopes in something that, you know, is potentially doomed to fail as well. And it's like, you're saying earlier, like love isn't going to be enough.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's such a, um, you know, it's so stark what her family is sort of expecting of her. And I, I appreciate the character of Maria a lot because I think it she's a character that I don't see often in film. And that like, to me, she read sort of like a free spirit kind of black woman, like mm. a real you know, sort of like hippy dippy vibe kind of person. <laughs> and I appreciated that like, that, I, you know, I meet people who are very much Maria's in real life, but I don't know that I see them in, um, in popular media a lot. And so I appreciated that part of her and and that, um, dimension of her character, which makes understand why she would even put herself in this sort of precarious position when she's from this tight knit family that has, that is very clear about what her obligations to them
1: are. Um, Yeah. But how do we feel about the ending there though it, it's i mean i think i get just sort of delivering on sort of a kind of happily ever after but it's like they're at the they're at the bus station train station and she's about to leave and she like tells peter in front of her mother in front of brothers like this is not gonna happen this is like this I'm i'm never gonna see you again i'm sorry whatever but she passes him a note that's just like, look, I'm just going away for four <laughs> years and then, you know, we'll be together. I'm I'm making myself better for you. Like, and I was right. like, uh, is that how this would actually shake out?
0: I know. That part of it, the note part of it, that's a little iffy. The part that I love for the ending is when he sort of makes it clear that he's going to come after her and, and he, he's in that, he's, Sort of like hangs up that phone, right? Is that they use the phone, and he it like freeze frames on him being like, "Yeah, like I did it, whatever." I just really, <laughs> I love the cheesiness of that, and I yeah. also really appreciated um, the the slight sort of flip in in romantic sort of expectations, romantic mm-hmm. comic expectations, I guess. Mm-hmm. Which is like he's gonna follow her. Um, she sort of made this definitive choice, and he's gonna really, really sort of like, I guess, continue to prove himself in terms of like how he's willing to compromise for her life. Because I think there, there, one of the arguments that they keep having throughout the movie is um, like how much he would be willing to give up of this, of this. Privileged life that he has you know, like they, they have a conversation mm-hmm. really early on about which church They're going to go to and then they invite each other To each other's churches and it's, it's like When they're kind of having a fight so they're both kind of like Sniping at each other's mm-hmm. version Of, of religion um, And I just really appreciate Sort of that through line of it And I well, the other thing that I liked about the ending Even though it's a little bit silly Is um, It allows the viewer to sort of Keep imagining where these characters Could continue mm. on Mm -hmm. After the
1: movie's over. Yeah, no, that's true. It's true. I I think I was just like.
0: No, I understand. I get
1: it. I get it. I get it. I just felt like, look, you about to go off to Xavier for four years? Look, there's going to be some other dudes on campus. Kayla, what's one lasting image that sticks with you from cane river
0: oh that's such a great question i think there's two Mm. i think there's there's a shot in the very beginning where um he takes her to ride a horse Mm. um, and she she um i'm supposed to say she starts her horse that's the wrong word (laughs) she makes her horse run and it runs ahead and he he starts his horse after her and it's sort of like this long shot of her horse in the distance and his horse sort of like rushing to to catch up and it's Mm beautiful sort of like lush uh louisiana countryside and it's just like this great sort of image of, of like romantic it's just a, romantic in a small r yeah. romantic with a big r it's just really, really beautiful and lush and then um there's a part later on in the movie where the two of them go to new orleans and they're staying at his relative's house which is like this big really sort of like gorgeous country mansion with like this beautiful pool just like set in splated trees and they're sort of like swimming through it mm. and i just love that image as well. Um, I have to say, if people are are checking out the movie for the first time, that's one of the joys of the movie, I think, is that um, you get these, in addition to sort of like, you know, vintage 1980s black aesthetic, you also get these absolutely gorgeous shots of Louisiana countryside that are just really, yeah. really stunning and and beautiful.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's beautiful the landscape and, and the the cinematography here, like in capturing that. It truly really, is gorgeous. Uh Kaylin, thanks so much for joining me.
0: Oh, is that it?
1: <laughs> oh, did you there was there more that you want to talk
0: about? No, that's perfect. But yeah, <laughs> <it's> great. <laughs>
1: Thanks for listening to Open Form, a podcast from Lit Hub Radio, produced by Justin Alvarez and hosted by me, Michael Denzel Smith. Feel free to like, comment, and subscribe to Open Form wherever you get your podcasts and or sign up for the Lit Hub newsletter to stay up to date on our latest episodes. Next week, when did you fall in love with hip hop?